the bottom line in business. Voice America Business. Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. Welcome, this is Cheryl Esposito with Leading Conversations today, and we are very pleased to have with us our special guest, Kristen Umbig with Women's International Networking. WIN is an amazing organization um, based out of Lausanne, Switzerland. Is that right, Kristen? That's correct, although sometimes I've been spending some time around the world. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'd like to welcome you to the show today. Actually, welcome you back to the show. We've had you um, here in the past, and last time we spoke with you, actually, you were in Oslo, and it was winter time. Yeah. It was very cold, and you're in Oslo today? I'm in Oslo today. I just came back from Spain, where I've been looking at the venue for next year's conference, actually. Oh, wonderful. That's fantastic. Uh, well, I know that I was at um, the last two years' conferences, last year in Oslo and the year before that in Rome. Very well-attended, highly successful conferences, and I want to talk a little bit about um, what's coming up with the conference this year, but first, let's talk about you, because, Kristen, your story is a very interesting one, and I, I am inspired. You always inspire me, because I look at you and I think, <laughs> you know, you do so much, and you do it, you give so much of yourself to this organization and to all of us who benefit from that. Um, but I know that, that you started as a very young woman um, looking mm. at how can you make a difference. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about, you know, where the inspiration for this work came from? Uh, yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> Let's say I was a um, 30-year-old, 29-year-old uh, working in Milano in Italy, and um, I had for a while... Um, worked in Milano in international organizations. I worked in, worked in banking and I worked as a consultant and um, studied the global economy and things like that. And I guess at first I was very optimistic when I entered the workforce and started um, working and, and starting pursuing an international career. I was totally optimistic. I thought I can do this and, and, um, and I could, I just thought there were a lot more obstacles than I had uh, believed um, when I just came out of business school. And um, so I had that kind of these three triggers, I think. One was having worked in a big financial institution. I saw that, wow, there were a lot of women there, but not so many on the top, and that it was difficult. I also thought at times that it was organized very strangely. So a lot of people sat at their desk very late hours because of politics, because of things that had nothing to do with the work you did, actually. Mm. Another reason I started to work as a consultant, and I worked a lot in Eastern Europe. I went to Russia, to Bulgaria, Latvia, Lithuania, a lot of the new states. And sometimes as the only woman on an international team and being in a hotel in some of those cities, I locked my door double and triple and things like that. And I thought, (sighs) well, being a woman traveling is not always... Now, there are issues like security. That could be for men, too, but you feel a bit more vulnerable. And I thought, oh, if I had known someone here, it would have been so much easier. And then I thought the third trigger was um, that, okay, Italy in itself is pretty complicated. And then I was stubborn. I wanted to make sure I could do something there. And I had an idea, and I was blah, 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 talking about all these things. And I thought... And I saw, so from an external point of view, I thought, oh, we need to do something to network, to learn more about how the world is globalizing and how we can do it differently. So I saw all of that, and then I had my internal motivation was also to make sure I did some of all those things I was talking about. So it was like a challenge I put to myself to that just don't only talk about doing a conference, but just try to do it this time. Mm. So I, I... I guess so. There were different factors for why I started it and what inspired me. Yeah. Now, was and, that 1998? Was that when that? Started? Yeah, yeah. I started to talk about it in 97. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
It did and, help me to go to other co- I've been to other conferences too, and I remember I was to one conference where I was talking to someone about this idea, and I met people that said, "Come on, Christian, you can do it." So people also inspired me. Positive people that mm. that that believed in my idea. Uh, definitely, yeah. that's extremely important. Well, now, you have had the experience of living in many different places, uh, mostly mm. in Europe. Is that right? Mostly in Europe? That's correct. Uh, yeah. where, I lived where one year in Australia and about half a year in Japan, too. But, oh, yeah. did you? Oh, yeah. Cool. You are a world woman. <laughs> woman of the world. So um, you most recently, before you moved back to Oslo, you were living in Italy. Is that correct? Yes, I spent uh, 12 years of my life in Italy, so, yeah. Oh. So what was it like for you um, being Norwegian-born and living in Italy? Yeah. I know what it was like for me to be there. I, I, I mean, first, it's complicated. In, in Norway, organizational structures are more flat. It's more, and democ- I don't want to say democratic, but maybe, yes, democratic is more of a meritocracy. Italy counts a lot. It's more seniority matters a lot more. Contacts mm. matter a lot more. Um, so, so being young in Italy was more difficult than it would be in Norway. Hmm. But um, there were uh, beautiful things in Italy. I mean, human relations are put as a very important thing. So, networking is creating good relationships, and there was something that I liked a lot. People talk to each other. They spend time with each other. They spend time on getting to know each other, and um. More extroverts than typical average Norwegian, maybe. Well, no, that's um, interesting because that you know the society or the culture of Italy mm. is more of a social culture. And yeah. what I hear you say is that um, it really does. Um, it really is important about who you know. <laughs> it really is important about the kind of relationships you create, which is yeah. what you are really trying to support in mm. developing. Um, win, um, yeah. Women's International Networking Group. Um, now, other than the conference, and I, I definitely want to get to the conference later in our conversation, but there are other things that Win does during the year. What kinds mm-hmm. of things does Win offer? So what we offer is, um, when we connect a lot of women's networks, so you can find them on our website. We don't have a, we don't have a lot of meetings during the year, but we have some. We have started something we call the Mobilizing Women Tour. So at some meetings we have had during the year, um, four or five of them, where we have gone to specific locations where we wanted to listen to women and learn from women and share with women and, you know, create relationships. Um, And we have been to London. We have been to Zurich. We were in Oslo before the conference last year and in Switzerland. And recently we went to Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates. And we have some contacts and talk about something like that in Turkey and in Tokyo and who knows, maybe in the U.S., we will see. But that's been hugely successful. Well, yeah, and, you know, I, um, the idea of networking networks is yeah. very powerful, very, very yeah. powerful. Um, yeah. And, and I, I, I find that refreshing because there are many people who simply want to start an organization to draw individuals to the organization or companies to the organization, but don't look at the power of networking a network. Um, and, and some of that, I think, sometimes is um, ego-based. And it seems like WIN is not so ego-based. And so, you know, looking at what's the benefit for the people who want to participate um, yeah. and networking the network and so yeah. I, I see that um, some of the things that you do, like some of the events that you are involved in throughout the year, are not necessarily driven by WIN, but you are participating. You, you are partnering with other organizations, right? Yeah. So with the exception of the Mobilizing Women Tour, we, we just collaborate with these other ones uh-huh. and put them together also. Because, I mean, when we start, when I started WIN, uh, Women International Networking, we even started it as Women's International Network, and we did connect with a lot of the European international networks that already exist and somehow yeah. functioned as an umbrella organization. 
But then we saw there were so many popping up, and there's so many of them, and then I thought, there isn't really a need for us to start new ones, although we do help. We do help in, in starting some, and we may do that in the future. I'll see if there is a need for it. But as there are already so many, uh, we just encourage people that we meet to go and join an existing network. Mm-hmm. And if there is no network, then we try to encourage and, and get the people that are living in that geographic area together to start something. Well, now, it requires a different way of being when you are working with other networks than when you are simply in charge. So Mm. what do you think the characteristics are um, that are required for this kind of um, collaboration? Yeah, um, interesting. I mean, you need to listen to them. I mean, between many of the women's, ne- women's networks, there is competition, there is politics and this and that. And so mm-hmm. somehow you need to um, stay out of that and uh, it's, just try to go back to what's the, what's the real purpose. Or the real purpose is that we want to empower women, we want to connect and we want to develop. So what can we do to, to help communicate between these uh, groups and and you need a certain openness to include them all. Um, I had a comment the other day because one network was had a reputation that they're involved in, a, in some politics and this and that. So we always then also have to say we are not, we are apolitical, a-religious, but we can, we can still include the networks as long as they have similar visions that we have. So some of the characteristics, I think, is being open and generous with your time, listening to their needs, and, and try also to offer something that they need also. And, you know, I, um, I know that you, you speak a lot about the feminine in leadership, and mm-hmm. that's not gender-based. Um, no. But that is more of an approach. And um, I, I want us to talk a little bit more about that um, when we come back from this break. I'll be right back. Okay. From the stock market floor to your laptop, we are Voice America Business. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. More and more business people recognize the importance of spirituality in their work. How do busy professionals discover what rings true for them? Embracing the journey with Karen Humphrey Salad explores what it means to be spiritually fulfilled in business and how to integrate spiritual direction into a career. Expert guests, authors, and inspiring speakers join Karen every week to discuss such issues as honesty, compassion, generosity, ethics, and integrity in the workplace. Take a positive step forward to greater life balance. Tune into Embracing the Journey with Karen Humphrey Salad, broadcasting every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. From the stock market floor to your laptop, we are Voice America Business. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. Now back to your host, Cheryl. And we're back, and we're speaking with Kristen Engbeck today from the Women's International Networking Conference and Global Forum. Kristen, before we went to break, we were just beginning a conversation about the feminine in leadership. And I know that you're very adamant that that is not about gender, um, but it is about a way of being. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, thank you very much. It is. Uh, it's not about gender, and it's it's more that uh, a quality that we have inside, and that I think we, the world needs right now. Organizations need it, companies and the communities. And um, what I mean with feminine leadership and feminine well-being is that 
the part of us that is the part that is generous, that is inclusive, that's compassionate, that can use empathy, that uh, has more of an approach of of resilience as opposed to competition, as is more um, including as as opposed to focusing, that is more empathetic, uh, as opposed to um, rational analysis and so on. Both is needed in the world. It's just that right now we see that there's been so much expansion, big, 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 buy, 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 and um, and sometimes um, and we see right now that because of all of that, we need a, a counterbalance. You need to, to focus on the... You know, keeping creating communities alive and creating good, deep, and solid relationships with people with which are can be friends, but also colleagues and so on, and that we add a human element into everything we do. So, if I use that in networking, for instance, it's not about throwing out you know thousands of business cards and knowing as many people as possible. It's about knowing some good people that you can do work with and where you see that you have common purposes. So in the leadership style that has more of the feminine, let's say, it means that you have to, in your behavior, include those qualities and and try to also inspire that in other people. Well, and it sounds like um, then that the phrase that we hear a lot, it's Mm -hmm. just business, it's just business, don't take it personally, is not something that you would agree with. No, I don't agree with that, actually, um, because it's business, it is per- personal. In the se- of course, we can, when we use, okay, don't take it personal in the sense um, um, certain things can be more objective than others, but everything, any relationship is about human beings being together. Mm. And uh, often also what drives human beings are our emotions. Um mm. You can be driven to do big things because you feel strongly about it. So cutting off feelings um, can be a pretty bad thing to, thing to do because of business. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting to me that um, you come from a culture in Norway where mm-hmm. it really is, um, as you say, more the meritocracy. Um, mm-hmm. People are recognized for what they do, and, mm. um, and so my, my imagination tells me <laughs> that people are treated with respect, that yeah. um, there, there isn't so much the personalizing, you know, so when someone says something, it's not saying you are a bad person, it's saying let's look at how we can do this differently. Yeah. Um, and yet, I think I find that fascinating because, yeah. um, you know, on the other side, you know, in other cultures, that's where you hear people say, oh, it's just business, don't take it personally, you know, we don't have to, we can't bring our feelings to the table, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And yet that's where all the problems are. <laughs> and that's where you figure out the problems, yeah. Okay. And, and at the same time, of course, there are people in Norway that could be like this too and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So some of these, but there are more, uh, there are quite a lot of human relationships here. Maybe because people are clo- closer to nature than in some places, um, smaller cities, communities. Um, I have met though people from any, many different countries that are, have this type of awareness. Um, so it's not only cultural, but certainly culture does impact each and every one of us. And that's probably also something about the feminine that, if you say feminine can nurture, if you could say it, um, you can attract or it inspires and things. So where you are does something to us. Um, uh, yeah. And so it makes me think about how, um, you know, in, in the natural state, the feminine inspires life. And that's really yeah. at the core, right? Inspires yeah. life. Now, the um, theme for this year's conference is is that remind oh yes vision um, vision yes. and vitality moving into the future yes. and you know I I find that a great way to see things because if one has vision 
but doesn't have the vitality to implement, you know, then yeah. what do you do, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, is this something that is in some ways um, reflective of where you are in your life? Yes, I, I really feel that. Um, I feel that um, uh, well, uh, I, I, like I, I took last year we had a conference was about taking the next step, and I used a mountain as a visual mm. behind it. And um, I talk about my life, but I also want to talk collectively for a second. Instead, I felt a lot of women today, we can do it all. We can climb mountains. We go to the South Pole alone, become prime ministers, right. CEOs, and so on. And it's as if we can somehow today do almost whatever we want. Although, of course, some places are harder than others and, and so on. But now it's more sitting up on the mountain top and looking out and looking around and think, ah, yeah, but what do I really want if I could do, do it all? Um, and, you know, what would I want to do then? And take some time to reflect about that. And then... And that's where I am, too. I'm thinking, you know, ah, okay, what what do I really want to do right now? And I wasn't so sure for a while, but I really feel that in order to, whatever I do, we need to have the vitality and the energy to do it. Mm. And with vitality, there is another similar word. It's not the same. It's vital. It's about um, not wasting time doing things that are uh, unnecessary or, you know, wow. taking our attention away from from the real things. Right. So, um, so we have so written things that don't matter. Things that don't matter. And it's hard because every day we get more and more spam in our emails, more and more advertisements mm-hmm. coming, more and more things you can buy that's cheaper and cheaper. You see what I mean? There's so much coming in all the time. Mm-hmm. So staying on track is, is, is not always that easy. So that's a challenge, I think, for everyone. And so that's also some of the things I think about it vital that we are coming clearer, you know. So, and then the subtitles, so we say, okay, vision uh, and vitality, and then moving into the future. Mm. And um, moving into the future, um, I really mean moving, (laughs) Um, walking. um, (laughs) I don't know, it sounds crazy, but you know how especially a lot of um, professionals I know and corporate women and maybe the men too, we are thinking our plans, we are thinking how we're going to do it and so on, and we still need to think. Yeah. And the more you, uh, I, I, I did in my journey, but what I'm feeling, and I think a lot of women will agree with me, or men too, I'm sure, that there's a lot also happening in our bodies, and we can learn another listening that's not only cerebral, where we, where we can actually, you know, get um Impulses that are more creative and and go in that direction um, and try to follow that. What is what is our gut feeling? What's our heart saying? You know what makes me excited. Uh, so it's what matters. Both what is making you excited. What makes your heart um, warm? And and of course, what stimulates your intellect. What's interesting there too. It's not not that you should cut off your head, of course, but. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. You don't want to cut off our heads. <laughs> but it's a real blending. I think what you're saying is a real blend. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's important to be able to see and take action. And then yes. take action that matters. And yes. we have so many things competing for our attention yes. these days. Yes. And, um, and so it's important that we as individuals decide what matters to us. Now, exactly. I know that, that um, that's very close to your heart, too, because mm. you are very intentional about um, where you put your energy, and mm. especially these days. And I know that you are a mom. Yeah. And um, how old is your son? My son is six, and he's, he'll be seven in, in three weeks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And he is very active, um, which I think is fantastic, and I know that you have a very um, full schedule with your work as well as with um, motherhood, and and so I'm wondering, you know, how do you create balance? What do you do to help that? Yeah, well, it's it's not easy, Um, and then... Sometimes I thought about that, you know, oh, God, you know, all this working. and uh, 
then I, I, uh, what can I say? I, I need to work. I love to have a professional life. I really like that. And I know my son is also proud of, you know, of that. And he says, uh, he says in English, he doesn't, we normally talk together in Norwegian, but one day he took my bag and put on high heel shoes and he said, come to my conference, come to my conference. You know, he's really <laughs> proud. And he spoke to another boy and he said, you know, what does your mom do? And they talk about this. And I think that's so cool. The kids, it's not only about what does your dad do, but it's also, you know, what does your mom do? Sure. Um, the, yeah. But how that great balance. Um, well, let's say no. I was away for for a few days. I had to go to Spain, and then when I got back to work, I went to pick up my son in school early. So I took the afternoon off, so uh, to be with him. So I try to do these type of things that if I work a lot, I take some time off too. Um, sometimes I pick him up early, and then I work again in the evening or early early in the morning or something like that. I do not want to. Almost not not spend time with him at all. I want to spend a few hours every day after school, have dinner together, and and be together. So, and then I rather work after he's gone to bed or something because it's it's not always easy to get the job done in in eight hours. So, yeah. That's the truth, and most women around the world would say absolutely that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, research has shown that um, um, as far as we have come. Women are still seem to be um, responsible for more of the work at home or for taking care of um, <laughs> children with you know taking them to the doctor or you know whatever yeah, it is oh, they God. need to do and yeah. um, and you know even as far as we've come, women still do that and and I wonder sometimes if um, that really is not just a cultural expectation, but it also has something to do with how we are hardwired, you know, if it's in our mm. nature, because we yep. are that compassionate, caring um, yep. gender, and so, yep. you know, it really does happen that way. Um, yeah. Do you think that's true? It's hard to say. I mean, I, I, there's a part of me that would like to say yes, because uh, I... Um, I really think, I think there's a part of us that makes us very suitable to do all of these things. But I have seen men, when they have learned and learned, or I don't know, or given responsibility right, in a right. quite early stage in their child's development, or the children are babies, they took responsibility sure. then. I've seen men that have bounded very well with their children, and they're after taking a lot of responsibility. And we are very happy that they are doing that. And we're going to talk yeah, about this yeah. with Kristen when we come back from this break. Yeah. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Hey, Dad. What? Can you get the ketchup bottle open? Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The economy and financial markets continue to expand in both their size and complexity. But being able to anticipate changes in the markets for housing, jobs, and financial assets remains a crucial ingredient to our financial well-being. On the economy and the markets, with economist, investment strategist, portfolio manager, and host, Doug Cliggett, utilizes his 25 years of experience with that of his highly informed guests to provide clear, reasoned explanations of current events. To navigate the markets that influence our lives every day of the week, tune into The Economy and the Markets. 
Patriots with Doug Cliggett, broadcasting each Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. The economy and the markets. Clear thoughts in a complex world. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. Now back to your host, Cheryl. And we're back, and we're speaking with Kristen Enbeck today, founder of the Women's International Networking Group. Um, and every year, Kristen, the WIN organization sponsors a conference and global leadership forum somewhere in the world. And uh, this year it's going to be in Barcelona um, in September, Yeah. And so um, we're going to give more details about that in our last segment. But, you know, before I went to break, we were talking about balance and, you know, the, the feminine aspects of um, caretaking, et cetera, and how sometimes women are um, more responsible, have to take more responsibility for some of the activities that go on. And and yet you have said, you know, there are men that you've met who absolutely um, – also exude these qualities, you know, and perhaps that was mm-hmm. influenced by the way they were raised or, you know, mm-hmm. the people in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I know that whether you're female or male, that mm-hmm. as you have expressed earlier, vitality is important. I'm wondering what you do to keep your energy up. How do you nourish yourself? <laughs> what, what feeds you? Yeah, that's a very good question. Just thinking about balance. It's one thing that balance work and uh, and and bring in being with a child, but then it's the other part too. How to keep myself? Um, I mean, I I I find it uh, it feels me to meet inspiring people that I can talk with, and especially if we talk about the future and we talk about you know new ways of doing things and things in any area that can be. You know, everything from arts to science, really, like all that, that feeds me a lot if I can have some good conversations. Mm-hmm. And then I, I need to move my body. I, I like to swim. I like to swim once or twice a week. I do some yoga. You know, I'm, I also, I haven't had much time lately, but before, I, I, I used to be part of a, a, a theater group. I mm-hmm. love that. And, uh, found that very stimulating and a way to be more creative, which I like. So I guess what feeds me is, is um, you know, having some creative outlets and but I need to move my feet too, so that's important. And and being with people that are, you know, creating the future, let's say. that's um, um, But it's very, very busy. I, I just need to make sure I walk, that I... Uh, swim or do breathing exercises and a little bit of yoga, then then I can keep it going. I have more time, then I do even more. Well, you know, what I when I hear you, what I hear is that you make sure you use your body mm. in some moving way. Um, you make sure that you um, your mind is stimulated, you know, being with people who, you know, are looking at the future, etc. And you support your spirit in some sort of creative activity. Because mm. um, creativity comes from, I believe, creativity comes from our spirit, our soul. Mm. Um, you know, and if we can access that, it very mm-hmm. much is not from our mind, even though sometimes we may think it is. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, it really is, is something that takes over, you know. Mm. And um, you must have to, even though there are a lot of... Um, um, very clearly, you have to manage the conference and the organization, um, doing a lot of strategizing, etc. You must um, feel very creative when it comes to um, the events that you develop, um, you and your staff mm-hmm. develop. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How do you um, and your staff get into that creative place? What do you do? Yeah, and it's... Um the creative, like on coming up with topics and themes and things like that, I guess it's um, that. That for me, um, sometimes I talk with people. It's like a market research type mm-hmm. thing. But I, at a certain point, I stopped doing that, and 
And then it's, uh, yeah, there is a creative process of, yeah, as I said, that come up with this topic and stuff. But it's uh, quite an internal listening to trying to somehow, uh, um, yeah, get a mind out of the way and yet have the mind there so you can mm-hmm. come up. I, I told you I was sitting on this mountain top and I felt like moving my body. So then so I tried to listen to those uh, impulses. And this is very creative work. It's like you do that when you play theater. I'm sure people that write do that and... Um, and um, so I try because I think actually when you uh, I think that's one of the things when working uh, creatively it means that um, uh, you can write a conference program or do things in a certain way if you do it creatively then it's authentic then it's new then it's real and you get less hang up with competition because you know that what you create or what you put out there and whoever is going to be attracted to it will be those right people. So if there are very few or if there are very many, it's kind of the correct number. Well, if you copy and you know, do what the others do, it's easier to be hung up in competition and more stressed because of all of that. Right, right. Um, but in my team, let's say, we also do brainstorming on, let's say, ah, oh, where are we going to put the stance and how mm-hmm. about this and all. But we also do classic brainstorming where everyone says what they think and... Um, uh, it, 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 the program is maybe more where I, I, I do it uh, on my own. It's not really on my own. I have talked to a lot of people, but at a certain point I stop doing that and then I start creating it. But a lot of the other things we do together, the staff, you know, we do a team exercise. Sometimes some other people do it and things like that. Well, I know that you have had so well, and I have experienced um, so many amazing women who uh, you bring together every year, and mm-hmm. you have some extraordinary guest speakers and presenters, um, people from all around the world, uh, women with, uh, I, I, the word extraordinary just continues to mm-hmm. come to mind. Their stories are that of courage, and, and is there, are there any speakers um, that you have encountered who really stand out in terms of their courage or their their lessons that they they give us? Mm. I think there's so many. It's hard to point out one, probably. Yeah. There's so many, and um, the interesting thing is it's, um, I, there's so incredibly many that have a good story, uh, not only a good story, but an inspiring story, and... If I look at, um, I had one from Korea, Sing Yu Kim, mm-hmm. uh, very inspiring. I know she was in Rome last in 2006. She, um, fantastic woman who I know had done um, a lot of almost seemingly impossible <laughs> things to get where she is today. Um, and she was born in one uh, industrialist uh, upper class family but her family didn't want her to work, and they wanted her to marry someone that they had decided, and she ran away from all that and mm. and started with no money, no hands, no no contacts, and actually had been cut off from her from her family. And today she's right. one of the 50 leading businesswomen in the world. That is quite amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. other it, people like... Other women like that too. That I think what this, when you see like people that have against all odds. And, uh, anyway, that's always inspiring. And, and you've had um, some women from um, different parts of Africa. I know where there's yes. a lot of conflict and um, a lot of bloodshed. And yes. you have had women who have had experiences in the Middle East. Um, that, you know, with war and um, <laughs> journalists. Yeah. Who, oh, I hear your little boy back there. <laughs> and, um, and, and welcome to the show. And, um, and see, this is what I like about this show is that because we, we do this um, with people in real life, <laughs> we get to know about real life. Um, and, and, but, but, you know, you, you have brought women to the, um, forefront um, to share different parts of, of or different ways of being, and um, I'm always inspired by the women who um, say, to, say to us um, that 
you know, things may not have, have um, been gone the way they wanted it to go, but they certainly have learned, and here's the lesson they can share. Um, yeah. There was a, a woman, and I'm sorry, I don't remember her name, um, who was a journalist who spoke, <laughs> who spoke about... Um, her experience in Iraq, that was yeah. a pretty yeah. intense experience where she yeah. actually yeah. was involved in um, a, a an explosion and yes. her um, colleagues were killed in front of her. Mm. And, mm. Um, you know, I, I know that you heard from some people, well, you know, that was too intense. Maybe we shouldn't have done that. Maybe we should. Yes, have, that's correct. You know, yeah. Why do you think people had that reaction? And and I must say, not everybody had that reaction, but yeah. there, it did come up. So why do you think people had that reaction? Yeah. So this was the journalist who was in the hotel that were bombed, where all the journalists were. Yes. Um, I thought it was. Um, I thought people had the reaction because they were confronted with reality. Um, um, we had um, we had uh, just before another story where we're a movie or something from from a TV channel showing something and people were touched there too but it was a film it was a movie yeah, or another yeah. movie then yeah. here you had a, a real person uh, sitting there talking and telling them and and it was like oh god it, I don't know why they they they, they, they were a bit <sighs> maybe because they 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 did feel it could be them or it could be anyone who pursues a career or or not a career in that case is a mission in life to, to do this type of journalism. Mm-hmm. But um it's a, I, I, I think some people don't want to. They oh God, they got touched, they got um they started to cry and, and it's like you don't want to. Uh, you know, don't give me this experience. I'd rather go and do something else type thing and yeah, I think know, that could be. It, it was interesting. I, I, um, and and I'm again. I want to make sure that you know everybody knows it was not um, the majority of people saying that. Um, I found it. I was curious about that. You know, because yeah. um, some of the people who did say, you know, we shouldn't be looking at that. I heard say, I don't want that in my consciousness. I don't want, you know, yeah. I just want to be inspired. And I thought yeah. to myself, well, you know, um, we have to play in the real world. Yeah. And, you know, the real, real world includes all facets, yeah. even things we don't want. And yeah. so, you know, how we choose to respond to mm-hmm. this kind of, of situation, um, yeah. you know, could equally be inspiring. Yeah. It's, it's, well, we it's, have. Go ahead. I was thinking there was a similar story too about the humanitarian organization. They're going to Congo, and they started to help um, the women. Uh, a lot of uh, during war, you have a lot of women being raped, and they use women as a, you know, as a <laughs> for, for warfaring, and and they started to do something against. Uh, uh, with this project and, and met opposition even here in Europe to why don't you just give them food you know why do you have to deal with rape I mean sorry it's it's just like it's like no, it's so gruesome some of these things and you don't want to a lot of people don't want to be disturbed with it and right, right, right and I'm not saying we should focus on all these negative things all the time and um, at the same time um, we need to know this is happening yes uh, and then try to do a little bit every day uh, to make it better, and we should stay positive. But this overly positivism is um, this can sometimes be uh, 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 like a whole, uh, you know, collective denial. Um, right. Mm. That's that's a really good way to put it. The collective denial. We have more to talk about with Kristen when we come back right after this message. The bottom line in business. Voice America Business. 
Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexasaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. Now back to your host, Cheryl. And we're back, and we're speaking with Kristen this morning. Kristen is a founder of Women's International Networking Global Leadership Forum. And Kristen, um, let's talk a little bit about what's coming for the conference in September in Barcelona, Mm -hmm. Um, the WIND Forum, Vision and Vitality, Moving into the Future. Um, Tell us just a little bit about what to expect. Wow, yes, um so this year's events will happen then in Spain. It's uh, actually not in the center of Barcelona. It's next to Barcelona in a smaller town called Sigit. And I was just there a few days ago looking at the venue again. And mm. I think it's going to be very nice um, to, to go to Spain. Um, Spain, there's um, a lot of things happening right now with social changes and uh, quite a, a change from a more conservative society into a lot more open one right now. And and they have passing laws on women on corporate boards, and they're doing quite a lot of uh, revolutionary things. So, oh. even just you know, looking at what's happening in Spain is going to be interesting. But when it's not Spanish conference, nor was it Norwegian or Italian, so it's a global thing, event. And what people that would like to come or have been before um, will meet this year is um, a number of plenary speakers where you have. Um, yeah, inspiring uh, women yeah. and and some uh, disturbing ones, perhaps too, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. primarily inspiring um, women that are addressing everything from the big picture of global change to mm-hmm. more uh, strategic issues or practical issues. So how do I do? Um, how do I market my business? How do I yes. learn to sell track? So, our event is actually very practical. Um, it is. It starts with all these big things, you know, how do we solve world problems? But at the same time, it goes down to uh, every person who has certain business or is working as a corporate person trying to um, implement a better way of doing things and get inspired to take another step in her career and things. So it's mm-hmm. so it's not only about these big things. Right. Um, right. So what well, you one of the things I really appreciate about the um, conference is that there, it's a real mix of um, people from multinational corporations, um, entrepreneurs. There are people who are um, looking to make changes in their life, people who look, and, and leaders in, in all areas, people who are from um, non-governmental agencies and organizations, um, people who have political roles. Uh, I mean, it is such a huge cross-section, and I, I find it fascinating how all of these people from different backgrounds blend so easily, yeah. and I know that that's because you all have made it intentional about how yeah. to engage each other. This is not the normal 
quote-unquote conference where people go and feel like they don't belong or feel like, you know, it's hard to connect, the intention is set, and you give people a lot of permission to connect, mm-hmm. and it's just a beautiful experience. I have to really yeah. commend you for that. So if people want to know more, Kristen, how do they find out? Uh, yes, yes. I think the best thing to get to know more is look at their website. That's the www.conference.net. So, so like in like in winning, like I said, it's not so important. <laughs> but yeah, W-I-N, yeah. Women International Network. Yeah, it's important to win, win, win. So win, win, win. I like that. Win, yeah. Yeah. So win, and then conference, conference. Dot net. So win conference. One word. Dot net. So that is um, www. Dot win conference. W i n C-O-N-F-E-R-E-N-C-E dot net. And you can get all kinds of information about the conference and also you can register for the conference there and you can join all of us uh, in Spain in September. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. We'll have a great... Say, I mean, there's still a few days left if anyone listening uh, or... Yeah, well, there is an early bird deadline on 25th of July. So okay. that's okay. good on time. Yeah, we can do that. That's great. And so um, that, remember, everybody, you can um, save some money if you want to and yeah. register early. And um, it, it is a fantastic gathering, and I, I have to say I highly recommend it and am looking forward to it so much. Kristen, we so appreciate that you take the time to be here. And, you know, I must say, you inspire so many, and you you just don't take no for an answer. You look at ways to get things done, and you do it in a way that is caring and open, and I find that you know, wonderful qualities, because many people who have that quality of, you know, finding a way to get things done no matter what, do it in a way of really running over people, and you don't do that. You are very open and inclusive and always try to figure out a way to um, lift people up. And that, I think, is quite a skill. Quite, quite a skill. We are all better off because that you are in this world. So thank you. So um, I'm going to um, say thank you and let you go to take care of your son for the evening. And um, once again, appreciate it and look forward to hearing more about when and what's going on and we'll have you back again Chris so I'd like to thank you and remember everybody to think big because the world will be a better place because of a conversation that matters this is Cheryl Esposito Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G dot com. See you next week.